It's Tuesday, July 11th, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, just about a week ago, actually the Saturday before July 4th, my family and I decided to spend the day hiking through a canyon in the northwest corner of Alabama. The canyon's called Dismal Canyon. It's a beautiful canyon floor with rock formations and a flowing stream and two gigantic waterfalls. Well, much to the chagrin of Ashley, my non-adventurous wife, I led the family to climb to the top of one of the waterfalls. It was an adventure as we helped each other up the 50-foot cliff. But once we reached the top of the waterfall, we found this perfect stream and we started to follow the stream and see the great rock formations and the the running water. But we we came after about probably a quarter of a mile to a slippery seven foot rock wall with water just caressing and sliding down this rock. Our 10 year old Adeline, who's adventurous like me, it instinctively just came and said, Dad, let's, let's see what's at the top of this. So I started to help her climb the top, and then Mama wisely, of course, decided it was best for Daddy to go ahead, check it out, and then bring the kids. So I went to the top of this rock, and uh, I just uh, I saw a stream that precariously winded through rock crevices covered with slippery moss, and it was beautiful, and uh, it was uh, something that was beckoning me to explore, but I decided it was best to end this family detour and go back to the canyon floor below. As I was making my way back down this rock wall, my foot slipped on some moss, and I went sliding down into a cold st- stream below. You know, little did I know that this would as actually a preschool cursor uh, to another slide that we would take. You see, after spending a few more hours in the canyon, we embarked on the two-hour journey back home to Birmingham. Ashley decided to take a quick nap, and the kids were playing games and reading in the back seat. And halfway through our journey, literally the bottom of the sky fell out, and sheets of rain just began pelting our car. I was using the popular Waze app, and I had never heard it give this warning before, but it gave a warning that in 0.4 miles, there would be a flood. And the kids and I kind of laughed, thinking, well, we're already in a flood. Uh, Waze, the the rain is already pelting us. But instinctively, uh, you know, because of the rain and just because of this warning, I slowed down, and we noticed that all the traffic was around us was slowing down, as you could literally hardly see in front of you. And the next thing I know, 15 seconds later, we were in a complete hydroplane. Uh, I mean, we were not just in a hydroplane, but we were completely water skiing down Interstate 22. The car was completely out of control. It was swiftly moving between all three lanes of traffic. At this point, Ashley abruptly awakes and starts praying for the Lord's intervention. Uh, absolutely crazy, not knowing what's happened, uh, being woken from a sleep by an out-of-control vehicle. And during that moment, all I could think about was, don't break until I can regain control and steer with the vehicle. So we, we perilously are careening uh, near a steep embankment and had no choice but to do my best to move the car back to the middle, back to the grassy median that separated the directional traffic. After what was probably about 20 seconds of skiing, we, we finally mercifully spun in a 180 and ended up on the left-hand shoulder, 
facing ongoing traffic. I regained control and hit the brake. Immediately, two 18-wheelers whizzed past us as we were facing them and the rest of the oncoming traffic. From the semi-safety of this median, we watched as traffic go by. I realized that the moments before we had skid, there was traffic all around us, and miraculously, it had disappeared when we were skidding. And then another 15 seconds passed, and two state troopers stopped to check on us and to help us get going again. They hadn't seen us hydroplane and actually even asked, which direction were you traveling in? What happened? As they were clearing traffic uh, for us, I even started to realize that the, the engine had even stalled and I had to recrank the car and restart the car. This incident uh, at this point was just truly highlighting to the differences in mine and Ashley's personality. You see, as soon as we were uh, stopped and safe, I couldn't help it. I just started laughing. And as soon as we were stopped and we were safe, Ashley couldn't help it. She started crying. But you know what the true reality was? The Lord was directing every detail as we were physically spinning out of control. While we felt hopeless, He was working. As we felt out of control, He was sovereignly in control. And all of a sudden, as as we started to go and we were just above Jasper, Alabama, we actually stopped first at a Cracker Barrel so that everybody's nerves uh, could be relaxed. But the miracles over dinner became so evident. Well, the traffic that was all around us had miraculously cleared. We didn't hit anything, and yet we didn't stop on the roadway. We were able to stop off the roadway. With the car stalled, those 18-wheelers that whizzed right past us would have certainly hit us because of the low visibility with a stalled engine facing ongoing traffic. The other miracle, state troopers were literally right behind us to check on us and to help us get back going on the roadway. And this really, it it taught us so many lessons about the Lord and His goodness and His sovereignty. And, And we just started to pass these lessons on to our kids. You know, first... God is sovereign and in control. And, and we wanted Caleb and, and Adeline and Emily to understand that, that God is in control, that he is sovereign. As we revisited the incident, Ashley and I agreed there, there wasn't much more I could have done to miss the puddle. Uh, I couldn't miss this flood. I couldn't have stopped our vehicle from skidding and sliding and skiing down Interstate 22. There was nothing I could do to stop the vehicle. But you know what? Even in my, uh, my state of, of, of disarray, in, in my state of not being in control, the Lord directed our steps and never needed our intervention. He got us to safely. He took us to the side of the road. He got us to where we would be out of danger, not because of something I did, but because he was sovereignly in control. But then the second lesson that we learned is God is good no matter the outcome. And, and we rehearsed this to ourselves and, and to the kids. You know, God is good. And we told the kids, God's good not because we're safe, not because we're eating biscuits here at a Cracker Barrel, not because we still are going to be able to live, not because we're, no one was injured, not because we were safe. God is good because he's supremely good. He is supremely loving. Even if we had totaled the car, even if some of us were injured, even if all of us were injured, even if some of us were killed, even if all of us were killed, God's goodness is consistent. It's not conditional. God is 
good. And we wanted our kids to know that we weren't praising God because he had saved us. We were praising God because he was good and he was sovereign and he was in control. And then the third lesson that as a family we learned is that God isn't finished with our family yet. You know, he spared us from peril. He preserved our lives. And, and so we need to spend our days for him and his glory. And, and we were able to look at our kids, at Caleb and Adeline and Emily, and say, guys, God is not finished with you yet. And, and, and beloved, what a lesson. If, if we still have breath in our body, then God is not finished with us yet. If we are a child of God, bought by his blood, claimed by him, and we have breath in our body, he is not finished with us yet. And then the fourth lesson that we learned and were able to teach our kids is life is a vapor. It's short. You know, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not invincible. You know, in a day and age where the movies are highlighting so many super characters and superheroes and invincible people, invincible men, invincible women, you know, Wonder Woman and Superman and Spider-Man, you know, we need to know we're not invincible. And because of that, we need to seize every single day to show the love of God, to preach his truth, to remind others that we love him. We must speak the truth. Brothers and sisters, don't let a day go by that you don't tell your family that you love them. Don't let a day go by that you don't share the goodness of God with someone who doesn't know him. We, we never know when our life will end, nor the life of another. Anger and hurt are petty. There is an urgency of speaking, preaching, and reaching out with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, and, and beloved, this message and these lessons are for you too, for, for the foster parent, for the parent through adoption, and for those who are laboring to care for the orphan. These lessons are for us as well, not just for, for our family, because we, we were saved from the peril of a skiing down Interstate 22, but these lessons are for all of us as we labor for the orphan. Number one, foster parent. Number, number one, parent through adoption or labor for the orphan. God is sovereign. Even when the child who entered your home through foster care and adoptions begins to dismantle your home or hurl inserts at you, when it seems like life is spinning haplessly out of control, remember, God is not spinning out of control. Cry to him. Reach out to him. Trust him. His plans are so much bigger than our intervention can muster and so much grander than we could imagine. As you and your child seemingly are spinning out of control, reach out not for control, but reach out for the hand of your father. He is sovereign. He is in control. And number two, the lesson for us as we labor for orphans, as we adopt children, as we bring children into our home through foster care, is God is good no matter the outcome. I love the story of Jim Elliott. You know, he was, he was that missionary that was called by the Lord to take the gospel to the savage Alka tribe in, in Ecuador. And, and he told those who doubted his calling, who, who questioned him going to this savage tribe, he said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And, and, and if you know the story of Jim Elliott, ultimately he and four other men died in their pursuit to reach the Alkas for Christ. They died before one single Alka had ever even heard the name of Christ. The day they died, God didn't cease to be good. 
He was still good. In the day that their blood was fresh, God was good. In fact, he used the trail of their blood to pave the way for Jim's wife, for one of the other man's wives, for one of the man's sisters, and for one of the man's sons to reach the tribe with the gospel. That tribe actually heard the gospel because these men had given their lives for the same gospel. You may doubt that you heard the Lord's calling clearly on days to expand your home through foster care or adoption, but oh please, don't ever question the Lord's goodness in the midst of your difficulty. He is good and he is working for your good and for his glory. God is good in the midst of your hurt. God is good in the midst of your pain. God is good when it seems like you made a mistake. God is good and he is supremely for you and for his glory. And then number three, life is precious. And if you are listening to this podcast, then God isn't finished with you yet. Don't hesitate to invest the gospel in your children. While while today is still today, tell your children of the matchless name of Jesus. Don't hesitate to answer that nagging call to get engaged on behalf of the fatherless and vulnerable children in your backyard and in our world. Seize the day, beloved, while it's still called today. Spread the fragrance of the glory of God and his gospel with both words and deed. If God is calling you to adopt, start it today. If God is calling you to be a foster parent, start that today. If God is calling you to go to another nation to care for orphans, start that journey today. Life is a vapor and completely unexpected. But we can rest assured that God is good. He is in control. He is sovereign. And he has commanded us to defend the vulnerable, the weak, those that aren't strong, the widow, and the orphan. And so in closing, I want to encourage you that even when life is unpredictable, even when we come face to face that life is a vapor, we have a God that is ultimately sovereign, that is ultimately good, and is ultimately working for his glory. So let's seize the day while today is still called today. Uh, Be looking this Friday actually for an additional podcast. Once a month, we are going to bring a a longer form of this podcast called the Defender Podcast Extra. This monthly podcast will be hosted by Dr. Rick Morton. And listen in on Friday as Rick has a discussion with Lifeline China Director Carla Thrasher and Lifeline Mom Stephanie Leist on medical special needs adoption. So there'll be two podcasts on Friday, the Defender Podcast and the Defender Podcast Extra. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter by going to Twitter.com backslash LifelineChild or connect with us on Facebook by searching for LifelineChild. And for more information about how you can get engaged with Lifeline, you can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.